This week on The Boys, hide your kids. The Grammys are flapping WAP all around. This promises to be a director's cut version of The Boys as we talk studio interference. And we will have fun with audio people didn't know they were recording. So I've got this Russian friend who's a sound engineer. And a check one, two. <laughs> a check one, two. Always bringing comedy, delivering entertainment frequently, giving hope infamously, just kicking it like most normal outstanding people, quietly revealing satire, trivially usurping volatile whack jobs, and xenial yahoos, it's the boys! If you didn't hear me before, the champagne is popping, and we are going along right here on the Zaboys podcast. My name is Positive C. Over there in his uh, realm of the Metroplex is Jim, the Brain Box Thornquist. Hey, Thorny. Howdy, howdy, howdy. How's it going? And our producer, Will Shotwell, is at Violating Airwave Studios on the ones and twos, having a good time over there. Absolutely. And we are ready to rock and roll with another bi-weekly episode of the uh, Roundtable podcast we call The Boys. We have a lot of fun today. We're going to talk about uh, some uh, director's cut stuff. You know, the Snyderverse is everywhere right now. The Snyder's cut of Justice League is like the talk of the nerd town. So we're going to get into why inter studio interference can be a good and bad thing. We also are going to have some fun with audio. You know, audio clips of people that didn't know they were being recorded because that's a real thing. It happens it happens we've we've actually been probably recorded without us knowing haven't we guys uh oh, yeah. I, I know oh, yeah. i have anybody that comes to my house is being recorded without knowing <laughs> wait what didn't say that sorry and ladies we will hopefully not have any more felonies than that happen tonight but our first our first segment today <laughs> is gonna be about something that is really a really a hot button topic right now it's the grammys God, yeah. that seems weird to say, doesn't it? The Grammys are a hot-button topic, and when is that? The last thing has that happened. Uh, Thorny, you have a lot of information on the Grammys. Come on with it there, sir. Right. So, as you guys know, the Grammys were on the 14th. That is not today when we're recording this, or the you know the Sunday that after you guys heard this. It was the last week. But did either of you watch them? No. Not at all. Yep, neither not, did I. Not I, I only watched the clip of WAP, and that's about it. Just because I was yeah. like, this is absolutely absurd. <laughs> because I told you all to. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. You wait, know. wait, wait. Will, Will, pronounce that again? WAP? I think it's WAP. It, I don't I know it's. I know the middle word is ass, but I think it's pronounced WAP. I don't think it's WAP. I, I don't really know. Yeah, I, I but... honestly don't know either because that's how little I care about that song. But... <laughs> <laughs> well... I'm guessing that uh, because we all sprung forward an hour that day that no one had time to watch the Grammys because the viewership for this year was at a total of 9.23 million viewers, which oh. sounds like a lot, but it's nearly 53% lower than last year's. Man, I wish That's we had a lot at all. I wish we had that many I mean, you know, listeners. As a number, it's huge. Exactly right. Like as a, as a podcast, that'd be great listenership here, nine point two three million. But as a televised award show, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, you like have no competition too on Sunday nights like that. It's not football season. Yeah, there's really nothing going on. There's for no anybody new shows coming out for you. 
man, yep, that yep, is yep. that is pretty terrible. Especially whenever so, you have that prime the question, spot. The question that rose for me was, what killed the Grammys? Was it the uh, the politically woke show that paid tribute to the Black Lives Matter protest? Probably not. Was it the speech from former women's march leader Tamika Mallory? Probably not. Or was it the sexually charged softcore porn demonstration between a female Bill Cosby and a horse? <laughs> Maybe. It might have been that. <laughs> I'm so happy you guys like that. That's the only joke we've got all night. No. <laughs> so starting off with so a bang. Actually, yeah. I, I kind of have a have a thought on why the Grammys were like that. I mean, uh, personally, I think pandemic viewing, pandemic viewing, has completely changed what we mm-hmm. what we in, uh, digest as media watchers. We're we're not. This past year has proven we're not doing the same thing we were doing in 2019 when it comes to watching stuff. We're just not. Yeah. So that has a lot to do with it. People aren't watching live TV because they're streaming. Yeah. Streaming yeah, viewing patterns have changed drastically. Yeah, think about football. Think about the NFL, the most popular mm-hmm. sport in this country. Their numbers are all down. So of yep. course, of course, the Grammys are going to be down. No one cares about the Grammys because because people have lost a lot of love for award shows. Like I think that our especially our generation has become very aware of how bullshit award shows are. Yeah, it used to be a pinnacle of things like our parents and grandparents, Grammy, Grammy winners and Academy Award winners and Emmy winners. That was like the pinnacle of of what it was to be a star in that field. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not really the same anymore. It's not the same at all. I mean, if you're not winning an Academy Award, it doesn't mean you're a bad actor. I mean, you have guys like Leonardo DiCaprio who just won his first one for the revenue. Yeah. So like it, it we, we're realizing now that that's a lot of BS award shows are all subjective. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be the pinnacle of things. So why are we mm-hmm. watching spending three hours on TV? Yeah, exactly. We don't, that's not how TV is being sent to us anymore. Anyways, people want to be able to stop things, come back to it if they need to. So I a hundred percent agree with you. And like you said, it's become bullshit because people are tired of watching celebrities come together and pat themselves on the back for making the same systematic bullshit every year. It's like, Hey, yeah. here's another heartfelt movie. Here's another comedy. Here's a rom-com. Here's a, a war movie. Hope you guys loved it. We did great. Thanks for the awards that you know we're all giving each other. It's like, who cares? Which, weirdly enough, uh, you know, also the Golden Globes saw a 62% decline in viewership this year. So now there's word that the Oscars are going to flop as well. But is that really what we want to talk about right now? Uh, I mean, I mean, honestly, the ratings are, it's a big issue for everybody. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you're right, man. We're bearing the lead right now when it comes to we the are. Grammys. Because something else went down that was... Oh, yeah. The controversy, scandalous, scandalous. (laughs) The controversy of Meg the Stallion and Cardi B doing what the media is saying is basically softcore pornography, lesbian scissoring on stage. Now, I asked you guys to uh, watch this performance, and I shared the link to you because I myself at first was like, "Wow," but then when I watched it, I personally changed my opinion. So first, I've got to ask. Did either of you find this this WAP performance to be controversial, controversial, or is it just another thing people are damning because of our puritanical upbringing? 
Uh, Will, I'll let you go first. I got some notes. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to just do this off the top of my head here. Uh, a, the song, I had to uh, realize that I had to read more than just the first verse to completely get the song and understand what it actually meant. So that's just a whole other thing. But the, watching the video, I, I was not necessarily offended by it, but I understand why people were because it's it was it was very very uh, i i don't really know how to put it into words but it was not necessarily pleasant. it was raunchy yeah it was very mm -hmm. raunchy yeah, and man. it was not family friendly and it was on television which normally when you have something on television it's supposed to be relatively family friendly especially for something like no Miami. that that is that is a falsity right there that thing was on 10 o'clock on a sunday their performance specifically was on 10 o'clock on a Sunday. That is not family friendly time. That is that's good point. above prime time. That is like that's one of the biggest things about their this whole comparison of things that people are really not grasping. This was not the song and the performance was never meant for families. Ever. Yeah, that's married ever, to children ever. rerun hour. Okay. We all know yeah. that. That's a that's a fair point right there. So, what about you, Chris? Is there anything you liked, or is there anything oh, that you? Uh, I got a lot. I got a lot of notes on this because I, I was prepared. <laughs> for, I was prepared for this to be a softcore porn like catastrophe. Basically, like I was like, mm. man, people are up in arms about this. This has got to be like freaking, you know, it's got to be nasty. Like mm. not nasty. This got to be nasty. <laughs> nasty. Like, the, the extreme with the He's, yeah nasty <laughs> the very first thing that i noticed at the very beginning of the performance amazing effects mm -hmm. amazing staging amazing yeah. lighting amazing amazing digital work on that that should not be overlooked that whoever choreographed and put the performance together produced performance did an amazing job. Oh, Probably I straight best up performance of the Grammys in years. I thought it was pre-recorded. Whenever I first started watching it, I was like, "There's no way that this is done live." Live, like, right? And, and exactly. I, I was like, "Okay, well, they bullshit it." It's like, no, they was didn't pre-recorded. Not some of the stuff they did during the Grammys was pre-recorded, but that was not. That was actually done live on a stage off to the side. That's had, dude, that's that's awesome. Yeah, they had three or three to five stages actually that were performing live, and then I heard that they did some some recorded stuff too, but. Like, I okay. think Taylor Swift's thing was pre-recorded, but that's a different story. So you have that. You have all the cool staging and whatnot. Uh, I also noticed that Cardi B, you know, and even, even my girlfriend, we were talking about it. She's a stripper. She's not a very good dancer. No. Like, she was very stiff in her movements. Actually, Meg moved more fluidly than, than Cardi B did. Mm -hmm. If you yeah. watch performance, you watch how they moved around. Like, as soon as Meg got up there, she wasn't doing as much as Cardi B, but the movement she was doing was that they were actually, you know, looking like dance moves and not like a stiff robot up there. Uh, just everything about the staging was so good. Terrible lip syncing, though. Awful oh, lip syncing. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. then, then the most controversial part of it, the only part that you'll ever see on social media because it's done on stills, is that the, the five second little dance move they do on on the giant bed, which was Was it cool. even five seconds? It was barely five seconds. If you break that down, that was a dance move. There was nothing yeah. as, I, I've seen so much worse 
on the, the MTV Movie Awards, mm-hmm. or Music Awards, with uh, yes. Miley Cyrus and a foam finger and her gyrating and her mm-hmm. uh, 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 twerking on uh, what's his face? Uh, what what's that guy's name? Oh, yeah. the guy that was uh, that one dude his... that we don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> he has the song, the Blurred Lines guy. Yeah, oh, lines. Robin, Robin, yeah, Robin, yeah, Robin Thicke. Thicke. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Remember, Thank he was you. in the Beetle, Beetlejuice costume, mm-hmm. and Miley mm-hmm. Cyrus is playing with herself with the foam finger and then gyrating on. That was a way worse and way more sexual than this. But it was on, on cable. That's it was on, it was on cable. It was on cable. It's on MTV, which everyone knows is a younger demographic channel. Mm-hmm. This was on ABC. The Grammys were. That isn't a that that's on regular TV at ten o'clock on a channel that's mainly adult oriented or ranging that way in that time span it it was it was all just like put put in front of our faces in a way to where we could in digest it and make our own choices about it and everyone just freaked out for no reason yeah right, i think so- it was i think it was overhyped about how bad it was i mean it, well, it was a transitional movement and a dance movement, so they yeah. got a still frame of, of something that made, made it a lot worse because that's what media does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, and one, one more thing. Mm. I thought the most awkward part of it was the low clapping because there weren't many people in the audience and whatnot. <laughs> so like, you had these like weird golf clap after dance moves. Like one time there was a weird transition where it was like Meg did something like a dance move and it like transitioned to Cardi B. And there was this weird like golf clap like of acceptance of what she just did. And it was yeah. really strange to me. <laughs> so um, is real quick, was there anything that you found intri- that you were intrigued or, or really liked about the WAP performance or WAP or whatever we're pronouncing it? Yeah, that staging. A staging? The, the, yeah, the, the opening sequence was the thing that mm. that I was like, okay, I get this. I at least get this. Everything else I could honestly care less about because I'm not a big fan of whatever is the pop the pop culture music right now. Yeah. But hands down, that was some fantastic lighting, fantastic uh, choreography stuff that was going on at the beginning of that and all and all of the, the engineering that had to be involved in that. Like I was like, okay, I'm impressed by that. The, I was really uh, intrigued by the fact that the network let an f bomb slip and nobody caught it. I did hear that. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I did not know yeah. that. Meg the Stallion drops an f bomb and nobody censored it. Nobody stopped it. And nobody got talked about getting fined for it. So it's well, that, like I don't think proof, anybody caught it at all. That's proof that it was live. Yeah, and the, the, that but, was yeah. not lip sync. That was live. But let's just do this real fast too because there was a lot of things that got very overshadowed by that one thing from the Grammys. so real quick some bullet points of other things you might have missed uh the strokes won their first grammy good for them the strokes who debuted in 1998 i saw that and i was amazed (laughs) because that album is not good that is not a good strokes album and they won a grammy for their maybe worst album they've put out that they they won best rock album over fountains dc Michael Kuanaka, Grace Potter, and Sturgill Simpson. So obviously it was a huge year for rock. Oh man, Sturgill Simpson just bringing out those rock hits all yeah, the fucking always. time. Uh, oh, Beyonce, Beyonce won her 27th Grammy this year. 
So good for her. She's yeah, I was going to say congratulations, good. Beyonce. <laughs> like you. I mean, who didn't see that coming? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Billy <laughs> Billy Eilish won Record of the Year and explains why Meg The Stallion deserved it. So she pulled a reverse Kanye. That was great. Oh wow, awesome. Bill Bird did exactly what Bill Bird does, and he makes a lot of people not from Chicago uncomfortable. That was a good highlight. <laughs> I think is he from Chicago or Boston? Uh, Boston. My mistake. Yeah. Boston. Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I get what you're saying yeah. though. Yeah, you know, weird accents, cold, things like that. <laughs> Angry. Uh, James yeah. James Taylor won the best traditional pop vocal album, whatever that is. Traditional so. pop vocal. Wow. Yeah. So that's, like that's that's really I, generic. I'm picturing in my head um lots of uh Crosby, Stills and Nash, almost folk music. Yeah. Uh what's what's James you said James Taylor won it. So yeah. uh what, no what what's idea. the What's the name of that duo uh, that, oh, yeah, Paul Simon and Garfunkel. That's Whoa. what, that's that crap. Simon and okay. Garfunkel. There you go, yeah. that worked. How'd you forget uh, also, that one, Chris? Fiona You're the guy Apple, that knows everything. <laughs> Fiona Apple won Best Alternative Music Album over Beck. So that's actually pretty big. It's hard to beat Beck, as we all know. Uh, uh, Fiona Apple? Yep, Fiona Apple. Beck? Still alive. Mm -hmm. Still, it's beat 1998? Like Apparently. Fiona Apple and Beck, like that is yeah. I, oh, I know. Wow. Little wow. Big Town, Little Big Town, still a thing. So okay. for those who didn't know, uh, best contemporary Christian album went to Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> not even a joke. Not and even a joke. Should be. Last but not least, <laughs> both Taylor Swift and John Legend won something. So pretty much it was the Grammys. Hey, sounds sounds Except about right. <laughs> I have a I have a beef with this year's Grammys, mm -hmm. and I think that anyone who has heard this song and has actually heard the two songs off the record will agree with me, because the weekend got fucking robbed this year. The weekend was he not did. nominated for any award. He's got the number one single of the past year. What Blinding Lights is an amazing song, and he was that also song is. Uh, I, I Go was on, just, Will. Oh, I was just gonna say he also did the Super Bowl, and like I honestly was absolutely impressed with his with his performance for that. Like he mm -hmm. he did get screwed. The weekend might be the number one artist of 2020, just overall, and he wasn't nominated for a Grammy. I no, believe in his protest. I I believe in his 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 boycott of of submitting music to the Grammys anymore. Like that yeah. is that is BS. He deserved to at least be nominated. The fact that he wasn't at least that no, I don't care if he won. At least yeah. give the guy some recognition. He he created one of the uh, like feel good hits of a year where we needed a feel good hit. Yes. Well, um, it's one of the problems with award show committees is if you're not paying the committees, you don't get nominated. And so if you're busy making the feel good hit of the fucking year, you don't get paid. Or sorry, they don't all, get paid. They don't get paid. My mistake. <laughs> it's all about that money. It's all about that money. I think that uh, we'll make some money at some point in time uh, when it comes to this thing. We won't have an award. Maybe, you know, screw it. We're going to have an award show one day. We, we already had one once show. a long time ago. We did one once. Yeah. I almost brought it back uh, this year, but I said, nah, yeah. too we'll, soon. We'll, we'll do it again at some point in time. Uh, are we good on time? We, we got uh, there, Will. Yeah. Uh, we got it. I mean, we're a little over, but I mean, we can still, if, if, if this is still a good topic to roll on, let's keep going. No, I think we can kind of wrap it up move. and move on to the next one. Yeah. All I right. Think, on uh, the road again. 
thank you for uh, giving us this Grammy rundown. Hopefully you guys out there will uh, check out the Watt performance and make a decision for yourself. Do not look at those stills and make yeah. a decision on how this performance was. It wasn't a scissor fest. Like, come on. There's not. there's free stuff on the internet if you guys really want to look at that. If you want to look at us, you can go to the Boys uh, on Facebook. We're the Boys Podcast on Facebook. You can see our pretty faces. We actually have a uh, a selfie thread on there that no one puts selfies on. So if you guys want to yeah. like show us your pretty freaking face, we're gonna do a selfie thread probably every couple of weeks just to you know get that kind of going. We want to see our listeners out there. We want to see the people who are paying attention to us. Uh, you know, Chris, we're gonna have to get music. you. We're gonna have to get you a uh, a uh, webcam so we Gamer. can actually yeah. see your pretty face because yeah on the on the twitch stream what is the twitch stream there thorny it is twitch.com slash so thorny is where we're currently putting it up such a good and then we, we might have <laughs> more viewers we might swap that yeah we might uh actually also get a uh, get our own twitch at one point in time we'll have an email at one point in time you can listen to this on anchor on spotify and a couple other places you can also hear some good music that we're about to play here is joseph laws with cody morris on drums this song's gonna be called secondhand clothes new stuff from joseph laws and we'll be back after this on the Boys podcast
Welcome back to The Boys. We are live and having a great time. Well, not live for you, but you know what is live right now is the Zack Snyder Cut of Justice League, which Chris is here to talk all about because, well, he's probably more into the Justice League than any of us here. And that gets me excited because it makes me want to watch this. So, Chris, what do you got for us? I kind of have stuff about the Justice League, but I more have things... A little pertaining to why this version of the Justice League on HBO Max exists in general, uh, because oh, it's it's okay. yeah it's, it's it's called the Snyder Cut, and everybody knows. Let's not say everyone knows. Does everyone know what a director's cut of a movie is? It usually uh, better vaguely. <laughs> uh, what What do you think a director's cut of a movie is? There, Thorny. I've always been led to believe that it's usually longer and it contains a lot of stuff that the that the production company said, hey, take that out. It doesn't help. And then when you put it back in and watch it, it's like nine hours of Peter Jackson with more hobbits walking. <laughs> <laughs> Will, what do you think of directors? <laughs> directors? Oh, my God. Give me a second. I still have to. <laughs> so. That's all they were. <laughs> looks so, like. So it looks like someone's got a real big opinion on the Lord of the Rings director's cuts right now. <laughs> well, I mean, it is four hours of them walking around, but that's beside the point. But no, the, the, my, my idea of a director's cut is it. And I think it's, it's, this is going to go where you're th- where you're thinking it. It is more along the lines of the actual creator being able to pick and choose what they want to put into it rather than <laughs> rather than the studio saying, here's how we're going to do it. Because it, it's it's I look at it this way. I look at mm-hmm. it like most radio stations. They, what they look at is they want a song that's three minutes and 30 seconds long. Yeah. But a good song could potentially be five or six minutes long. So they cut out stuff to make it three minutes and 30 seconds and it ruins the, the, the song or the movie. So Mm. that's kind of how I see the director's cut. It's like, Hey, here's what it should have been rather than here's what you got. So it's Bohemian Rhapsody. Except for Bohemian Rhapsody was just too good. They couldn't do anything about it. Like what would you do? That's what I'm saying. It was so good that it was like, here's the director's cut and that's all you're getting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so those are those are actually really good definitions of what a director's cut is. I don't have a full-on definition of what a director's cut is because there are so many different reasons why they exist. There's a specific reason why the Snyder Cut exists. Because in 2017, uh, Zack Snyder, he was doing Justice League. In fact, he was mm-hmm. done with Justice League. But he stepped away from production because of two different things. The okay. first and... The most important one, his daughter died. Ooh. Like you you have to you have to take priorities in in which way they come. And your the passing of your daughter trumps any type of production you're doing for Hollywood. Oh, absolutely. It just does. It, it should so, so him leaving because of that, that actually makes that makes tons of sense. But the other reason why he left and this is more going into why the director's cut exists was because WB passed on his two hour version of the four hour movie. So the four hour movie that you're getting on HBO max is the full on mm-hmm. version that Zack Snyder wanted. 
but he put a two-hour version together of the, of the same kind of thing, brought it to the WB. WB was like, I'm sorry, it's too dark, it's too this, it's too that, we're not going to be able to do it. We we want you to go do something else. So he goes back and he tries to do some reshoots. His daughter dies. Boom, he leaves production. And the WB, in order to save money and to change the tone, brought in Joss Whedon. And oh. that's who actually took over and did all the reshoots for Justice League. Joss Whedon. So they brought in the Avengers guy. Right. You know, I have no problem with what Joss, Joss Whedon does. He does some pretty artistic and colorful and good stuff but i didn't get that that idea from justice league when it came out i never saw people say man this movie is just great all around and having a blast with it and man it's pretty out of curiosity does well, it, it was i've never watched it but does it does it have like a firefly feel if you've ever watched firefly uh, no so so the thing the thing that happened there was such a huge juxtaposition of the tones so Zack Snyder, if you saw Batman versus Superman, you saw the tone of what he wanted the DC universe to be. Not a lot of jokes, not a lot of campy things. It was pretty serious, straightforward. It was dark. Whenever like DC is, yeah. And so, and they whenever... were trying to compete with Marvel at the at that same point. I would assume, like, so they don't want to do the same thing Marvel's already doing. You would think that, but no. That's where the studio interference comes in handy because the mm. studio okay. saw the tone and the, they saw the backlash that Batman versus Superman got because of tone and because of what just happened with the Avengers. The Avengers took off. The Avengers made billions of dollars. So Mar so uh, Warner Brothers decided to backtrack on their own idea for a universe they already had Zack snyder do man of steel and batman versus superman they already mm -hmm. had things set up in a way they could have kept it going that way but they reversed course so bad and they added this really terrible tone of of humor to a movie that didn't have any so it made a bad movie it created it created a bad movie mm -hmm. that that studio interference yeah took a vision and added so many other elements that were far beyond what the vision was trying to do that the vision became blurry. All right. Nice. Okay. So here's the question that I want us to be able to answer with a couple of these. So I, went, I had a list mm -hmm. of uh, movies that uh, had some studio interference that either were good or bad. I had both lists. And what I did was I'm going to kind of describe the movie and kind of go over that. And I want you to tell me if this studio interference probably made a better movie or made a worse movie, and Ooh. I'll tell you what list they were on. Nice. So, you guys ready to have some fun with this? Yes, I am. Yeah, I do love. And before lists. we get before we get going with that, are you guys planning to watch the four hour Justice League? Uh, I have to watch the original one first because I think it will make me appreciate the four hour one. Because if I watch the four hour one first and then watch the the normal one, I'll probably be like, "What the fuck am I watching?" So yeah, I, I haven't decided yet. Like everything I've seen about Snyder Cut looks so good that I'm like, I might actually have to stop and watch it. Versus the nerds Justice are League, out in full force saying it's good. Yeah, when Justice League came out, there was so much like just blah about it. That I was like, I don't feel like I have to rush to the theaters and see this. But that was also I was coming off of the whole Batman v Superman thing where I was like, uh, that that doesn't look great either. And Suicide Squad. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry. Suicide. Sorry. I, I didn't quite fully catch that and process it. And then you said, I went, oh, yeah. Suicide Squad was rough. You remember, you and I walked out of the theater of Suicide Squad. And I was like, see, that movie sucked. <laughs> Where was my <laughs> invite? I wasn't even invited to that. Uh, I don't remember when were. we saw that. Yeah. It was, we saw it at the Six Flags Mall before it got tore down. So you were invited, but I think you had a Mondo show that day. I oh, I might, I might to... have. That's true. Yeah. By the yeah. way, just 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 to show your shirt for for the sake of your. Uh, oh uh, yeah, because we played Mondo last week. We did. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Here is the list, and I want you to tell me whether or not you think that the movie was made better or worse, and then I'll describe it to you. Okay. All right. So we're gonna go with. Uh, let's start with the Matrix. Do you think the studio interference for the Matrix? Made it a better or worse movie, and I'll tell you what the studio did after you guys guess. Oh, it made it worse. Mm. I mean, it's a good movie. I still love The Matrix, but I bet they took out a whole lot of stuff that the Wachowski brothers or whoever, sisters, however you say their names nowadays. <laughs> yeah, like, they're I, sisters now. They're sisters. Yeah, they're sisters now, but I bet that they probably would have done something completely different with it, and they were just forced to, to do the, the studio stuff. I'm going to guess that they did something better with it. Okay. Because I feel like that was a hard, hard trilogy to follow already. And I'm worried that, and like, so the Wachowskis, like, they got really weird there. So I'm wondering if maybe the studio said, hey, pull it back a little bit and took the reins over. You are absolutely right, Thorny. Like, they did. The studio thought that it would be dumb that the audience was too dumb to hang with the original idea that the matrix was actually a massive neuro network that all the humans were linked in, mm. which basically it is. If you really think yeah. about it, yeah. Overall concept wise, right? It's a massive neural network that the humans that are plugged in are connected to, mm -hmm. but the studio had them add in the fact that the humans are batteries and they're powering the machines because no, they didn't think that the studio, that the audience was going to be able to get the neuro network holding the machine and all that stuff. And they're absolutely right because the yeah. next two sequels tried to get really deep into everything that was going on. They fucking suck because no one got yeah. what's going on. Well, that actually, I, I never thought about that. But if 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 the the idea of them being batteries was a a, a thing that they brought up, yeah. Like uh, that's a great a great thing that the studio brought in is like that that does make more sense. Like that was one of the big things that made me really get hooked on those on those movies because if you have that background, everything else does start to make sense. True. Yeah. All what right. I got. We're not supposed to talk about this. Let's do it Fight anyways. Club. Oh, Fight Club. Wait, wait. wait. Uh, rule one or rule Fight two? Club. What did the studio do? What did the studio do? Yeah. Well, not what did the studio do. What do you think? What do you What do you think? Good or bad? Uh, I think. Ooh, that's a hard one. I'm gonna say that the studio probably made it worse. With I think. Their involvement. Right. I think they Will? made it better. Sorry, Thorne. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. That's I, I was done. Sorry, uh, I was just. I, I, I'm going to try to guess that it was the whole idea of like putting the, the little flash thingies uh, into into like uh, of uh, 
whatever his name is, Brad Pitt, you know, just every split second no, that's, or so. That's just David Fincher. That's just David Fincher being David Fincher badass because he's a great director. <laughs> all right. And he was actually on this list twice. I'll, I'll tell you about the other movie in a bit. But this movie was actually made better by studio interference, Will. Yes, you're absolutely right. All but right. not for that reason. The reason right. is that one of the best scenes, and think about Fight Club, think about some iconic scenes, lots of them, right? One of the best ones is when uh, Edward Norton beats the shit out of Jared Leto. Yeah. Like, no one of the yeah. best that, scenes in that movie, one of the most visceral scenes in that movie, right? Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be even more graphic. That was supposed to be super graphic. It was supposed to be maybe focused in on Jared Leto's face getting beat in. Mm-hmm. The studio decided that it needs to be more focused in on uh, Edward Norton's face yeah. because it was a little bit too graphic. Let's go ahead and look at that. And it changes the whole scene. It actually makes that scene even more kind of nasty when yeah, it comes it to it. you more. hear it. Well, yeah, you hear it and you kind of have to visualize it yourself. Well, that and nice. also it, it, it shows like Edward Norton's character at that point. Like rather than just showing a dude's face getting beat up, it's it shows like here's what this guy is actually doing, and you start to understand the story of of Edward Norton's character. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. All right, move right along. Let's do uh, ooh, ooh. Okay, we're gonna go with the Wizard of Oz. Um, All right. Ooh, we're talking about way back in the yeah, day. Yeah, like huh? the old school, like old school, like 1930-something, like one of the first color movies that actually came out, right? I'm going to say the studio made it better because they told him to take that guy that hangs himself in the background out when it came to VHS. <laughs> that was a thing? Will. Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's a crazy thing. Okay, uh, I mean, I would just assume that they probably said we have to shoot this in color to be the first, the first color movie to ever be done. That would be my guess. So you think the studio made it better? So you both think yeah. it better? Yeah, yeah. You guys are you guys are both right, but not in the ways you guys have said. Okay. The All reason right. the studio made it better was because they told them to use the dream sequence, like the fact that it was a dream in the original oh, okay. in the original story. It's a real place that Dorothy visits. In on oh, Earth, okay. but the audience, I mean, the studio thought the audience was too smart to believe that Oz was a real place. So think about this, guys. In 1938-39, the studio thought the audience was too smart to believe that uh, Oz was a real place. In 1999, the studio thinks we're too fucking dumb to know what a neural <laughs> network is. Yeah, designed to ha- house everybody together. I figured that's what that, I figured that's where you were gonna go but, with it, but you're fucking right. Wow. <laughs> but then if you think about when we released the James Franco Return to or, or the the wonderful power of Oz or the great and powerful mm-hmm. Oz or whatever that movie was, it is a real place again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Huh. So, because uh, yeah, that's what it is in the what story. The fu- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just thought about that. Popped my head. I was like, wait, what? It's not a real place. I'm so confused. okay. We got. Uh, you guys want to do two more? Yeah. Yeah. We got. Yeah. We got time. two more. Okay, let's do two more. Let's go with one of the most famous director's cuts of all time, Blade Runner. Blade uh, Runner. The ooh. list that I saw, the, the list that I read, did it did it rate it better or worse? It's one of the most famous director's cuts of all time, probably the one that started it all. Well, see, this is one of those movies I've technically never watched. 
So, okay. but I know enough about this movie to at least probably guess that, well, and also it's all been so far been better because of studio stuff. I'm assuming that Blade, Blade Runner is probably better with the director's cut. Okay. I'm going to say that it probably was made better because it's a hard film to follow from studio cut. Like I watched it finally one day and went, I don't really get what's happening here. So you think the studio made it better? I think the studio made it better, yeah. This list says no, the studio made it worse. The studio oh. made it worse. Do you and this is why, and this is why the director's cut became so famous. The ending. Okay. The studio made mm-hmm. them have a happy ending. There's a happy ending to the Blade Runner studio cut. Ew. But the way that um Ridley Scott had actually originally had it the there's contradiction on lifespan of the replicants if there's a happy ending so you have all of this narrative throughout the movie and you give these details throughout the movie but then when it comes down to the end of the movie you don't hold on to that and that will make a worse movie all right it's not good okay not good you gotta still i'm still not tracking that was a complex movie for me it was. It was. It was. It was. It more complex than the Matrix for you? No, not not more complex than the Matrix. But it's still just like I don't. It might. Might. I don't know. It was just weird to me. I was like, this movie. You don't get it all. I and then finally, <laughs> let's get one more. Uh, Daredevil. The movie Daredevil. Uh, like the movie. There, You're there not talking about the TV show, right? Yeah, not the not the TV show. The movie. The movie Daredevil. Does this list think Netflix. that was made better or worse than Studio Cut? It was probably made. I worse. don't think you you could have done it either. I don't think you could have made that movie much worse than it already was. It was <laughs> like bad. So, sure, studio probably made it better. I don't know. Will uh, I'm gonna go with Thorny on that one? <laughs> studio made it better. No. This is yeah. this is a trick. Trick question, guys. I saw this on both lists. I saw this is the most amazing movie of all time because the studio fucked it up by uh, removing a bunch of the uh, really violent action scenes. They they forced uh, like the director like they mm-hmm. they they hired a guy who was gonna make like a, a a good movie, right? A good gritty movie, but then Spider Man came out while they were making this movie so all the bad humor that you see in this movie is because of fucking spider-man okay because they were no. about to make a gritty dark violent daredevil movie and, they and then this then sam raimi came out with the with spider-man everyone's like oh yeah this is freaking awesome we want to laugh in our superhero movies so yeah that kind of messed that up but then the studio made it better by by also taking out a terrible love scene that didn't need to be there. There's the there's the overall love scene and stuff like that of trying to focus in on uh, Electra and Daredevil's romance. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a scene on top of the roof where they're about to kiss and Daredevil actually runs off because uh, he hears the sound of a boy crying or whatever. Ah. <laughs> so instead of well, getting our what? upside down Spider-Man kiss, it was like uh they will they won't they still between him and Electra. Uh-huh. Well well, it's not in director's cut. In director's cut, he goes and, and runs off and saves the kid. He doesn't fucking kiss Electra. He he doesn't <laughs> fucking kiss. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's 
the studios can screw things up and you know we're, we'll talk about this at some other point in time because i want to talk to you guys about superman lives at some point in time the the nicholas cage mm. superman movie written by kevin smith and directed by tim burton Wait, that, that never got that, to be i was gonna say that was an actual that thing because i would yes. love to see that no so, kevin smith talks about this a lot like there's a there's a movie about it there's a movie about the making of which i think mm -hmm. there will be a movie about the making of justice league but i mean just 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 real quick on superman lives the only reason that that movie didn't get made was because the warner brothers was really scared because batman and robin failed yeah. and steel failed and fire down below failed and they had like this string of bad movies and so the Warner Brothers was like, uh, I don't know if we can spend a whole bunch of money on this. And they also used that money to go ahead and make Wild Wild West. So, nice. yeah. Good movie. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. So, the, oh, the giant spider in, in the Wild Wild West. That was actually supposed to be in the end of Superman Lives. Yes. That's yeah. <laughs> That's the Kevin Smith joke is that he was working on this movie and this network was like, we want a giant spider. And he's like, what Spider-Man or he's like, Superman never fights a giant spider. What are you talking about? Let's, and so when he quit the project, they brought Tim Burton in who had come out and publicly said, I will never write a superhero movie. And then turned around and started doing superhero movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really awesome. But that's, that's what studio interference will do. It'll, it'll make movies good. It'll make movies bad. It'll, it, I can't wait to watch Justice League. Honestly, I can't wait to see the Snyder cut and I when, hope the Snyder it come out next week. Get, Next Saturday, or some shit. It's it's already out. Oh, it's you already out now? right now. It's live. It is live HBO, right now. Whatever. HBO Max. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they they. All right, guys, now. we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take a nice little break and come back right around. Uh, we're gonna play some music from our buddy Rest Abeladejo. This is the nicest man. I never knew. Uh, and thank you guys for submitting all of your music to us uh, on for the Zaboys uh, podcast to play. We will be getting to all of you at some point in time. Uh, keep submitting. We will totally play your music here and uh, have people listen to it. Hopefully they're listening to us too. So we'll see you after this break when we're going to have some fun with real audio that people didn't know they were, they were actually recording on the Zaboys podcast.
never had anything for anyone to want to take Except for his sad lonely life on one sad lonely day As he was lying fast asleep beneath the city bridge His life was taken from him by a group of stupid punk ass kids No one ever heard him scream or anything But he has a name City bridge where we can find him fast asleep. We'll find him fast asleep and lifeless. But he has a name, a name that no one ever knew. Yeah, and he always gave way more than he was ever given to. I was gonna really break something down to the worst part of what that was the smell probably should have got me caught my neighbor should have should have noticed something I, I i don't know i don't know i got it cleaned up though i i got it all out to the trash like it was it was okay how did you how did you break it down like did you did you cut it up or did you just dissolve it well i mean like something like that you can't just like hack with like a cleaver or like a steak knife or something yeah so i had to I had to find a bone saw like that wait <laughs> you have no idea where did you find a bone saw at that hour like i don't even know places that sell bone saws in my line of work you don't hey, you don't hey, buy hey, stuff hey, like guys that. Hey, hey, hey yeah was, we're live we're live right oh. now oh, uh, yeah that's not good <laughs> that's not good uh like how live how much did they hear uh, uh all of it like a felony amount Mm. No, not quite a felony amount, but I bet they probably could find you if they wanted to. Oh, crap. Well, while I, you know, kind of hide myself, uh, welcome back to the boys. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just going to tell you guys right now, I do have a couple of situations where I have been in one of these situations that we're about to do on this next segment, which is going to do nothing more than make fun of all these newscasters who have had problems while they have, well, been on the air. Uh, so one of the big times that I have had is uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm i not going to say which station just because I don't want to, you know, screw myself over. Uh, but one of, the, <laughs> one of the first things that I ever did <laughs> was... The gaming pigeon? <laughs> 
I made it all the way through my entire segment or my entire, you know, shift up until about 5.30 or 6. And then I only had three or four more hits to do. And I completely forgot my out cue. And instead of saying the out cue, I just kept on thinking, I'm sorry. And then saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Again, I'm sorry. And then I just turned off my microphone because I didn't, I couldn't remember what... <laughs> I couldn't remember the out cue. I just said, well, I'm done. I'm fucking done. I'm just going to turn it off. And then the other time. <laughs> Help. Yeah. Again. <laughs> it was just like, I'm just done. Like, they can deal with it on their own. Like, I'm said and done. The other time was uh, I was doing a traffic report. And, and, uh, and I'll go ahead and say it was in Houston. And uh, I said Garth Brooks instead of Garth Road. <laughs> <laughs> You're driving on Garth Brooks. I yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and Latin strap. Well, the, the funniest part about it was it was also flooding at the time. So Garth Brooks and kind of made a little bit more sense because, you know, Garth yeah. Brooks was flooding. <laughs> but oh. that was that was a whole a whole other thing. So anyways, guys, I've got a little bit of a game for y'all. If uh, y'all feel like playing a game. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this one is basically also, going. Uh, this one's basically going to be, let's, uh, let's just go ahead and say, we're going to call them cringy, hilarious, or, uh, well, let's, let's come up with some, uh, let, let's all come up with some good ideas for how we want to gauge these. Cause some of these are going to be awkward. Some of these are going to be cringy and some of I these like, are just going to be like cringy. Cringy. Okay. That's going to be, yes, that's going to be the cringy. terrible side. Uh, let's like go hilarious. Yeah. Okay. And then maybe, uh, awkward as Offensive. the middle. Let's go offensive. Offensive? Let's see if we're offended okay. by any of these. Let's see if any of these make us go, well, you know what? You, sh- you shouldn't have said that at all. Okay. That sounds good. So <laughs> so we'll go with cringy, awkward, h- hilarious, and just absolute, just offensive. Okay, uh, yeah, cool. All right. This first one, I've already shown y'all because uh, we, we've checked this out, but I, I know for a fact that our listeners have not heard this unless they've been paying attention to some of the news. I'm going to call this one uh, so hilarious that it started the whole idea of the segment. Wait, 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 wait. The whole idea of the segment came from, let, let's, let's bring in just a tiny bit of seriousness to it. Okay. It came from the Oklahoma uh, announcer that got caught on air without knowing he was on air that's true calling the girl basketball players inwards because they were kneeling and he blamed it on his low blood sugar that's the that's why we have this segment but we're having fun with this yeah we're (laughs) we're not gonna do that we we've got this guy that like the reason why i wanted to bring this up was because of this specific clip right here and uh, uh i'm not going to play the other one because I I did not no. find that to be uh, uh, to be good at all. Okay. This one That's overall, I, we get the picture. Let's do it. Yeah. So here we go. This first this first one, <clears throat> if I can talk, uh, this first one is going to be well. Uh, I'll just let y'all listen to it. Time now for one more thing. I gotta pee. I gotta pee. <laughs> You're on the air. Greg. <laughs> Jesse, why aren't you saying you kick us off? <laughs> that was so funny. All right, um, I'll take Greg's slot until he has to come back from the bathroom. This guy is Greg Gutfield from 
from Fox News who just decided, and apparently, and there's there's other parts of this clip that go on later on, but I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's a little too long. But this guy basically just starts singing this song because he doesn't know he's on the air, and he claims that it was an error based on the fact that he was unplugged of some from something. But he's 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 very excited at the end of this. I'm going to try to find the actual right spot. Uh, let me try to play it from here, and then we'll see. But I mean, you've already heard all the that, good that stuff. That song. I gotta pee. I gotta pee. You can't pee. Right, pee. Maybe you could use that cat's litter box <laughs> if you have to pee so badly. <laughs> How did you know I had to pee? Yeah. Gosh. All right. Uh, you said all okay. Right. That that part made it funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the second part is what makes that funny. I don't know. The first part to me was just awkward. Yeah, well, because he has so no you, idea. You found the first part awkward there, Thorny? I thought the first part was awkward. The first time I saw it and watched it, I went, eh. But that second part, that makes it funny. I hadn't heard that part before. Well, that, uh, was, that, a, that was a good part. That was a different clip that I found whenever I pulled the pulled actually pulled it. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to – oh, well, actually, let's go ahead and decide. What, what do we think? Is this awkward, hilarious – or like, how did you get in here, dog? Oh, that's go hilarious. somewhere else. That's that's hilarious. That's just hilarious. It's it's yeah. not it's not even awkward. It's nothing. I've I've still got to go with awkward just because. All right. I'm still not. I didn't find it hilarious, but it, it was funny enough. All right. Well, well, how about, about this? How about this one? An anchor loses her shit over reading this story. And uh, where did it go? Da, da, da. There it is. Where Live on the boys. And now, here we go. Where did it... Some scary moments for customers at a Kansas Home Depot. Police responded to reports of a bomb threat at the store in Wichita. A customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments. And that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up. But had no intention of causing panic. <laughs> Man also told police others in the room laughed, understanding his joke, which I'm just now getting. Um, Depot says they will not be pressing charges. But I can tell you right now, you asked the producer for me to read that, didn't you? <laughs> to Ethan now, please. No. Okay. Okay, that one was hilarious. That that is hilarious. That I think it's more hilarious because she was so professional oh, for yeah, the whole so time. much of it. Because you know, you, you know how it goes when it comes to uh, Will. You definitely know. Oh when yes, it I comes did. to people getting copy about about you know news copy. They get it you know a good amount beforehand before yeah. they actually are reading it on air. It's just not most of the time unless it's breaking news. It's not just like hand it to them. They know what's going on. So she read that a couple of times. Well, she read that a couple of times. Well, and what, didn't she's, what get she it says until in she it, she was on the fucking air. Well, well, what she says in it is like it got slipped in there. Yeah. So like, like she oh, was, she said that. Yeah, like <laughs> somebody put that in there because she didn't know that if that that was even going to be a thing. Which yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> all right, so I got another one. Hilarious. This one's about the a joke. New- caught me off guard with that one. It was good. Well, it was supposed to because. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was too funny, in my opinion. This next one is called News Anchor is Reading Local Children's Birthdays. And this is very early in this clip, so pay attention. And Hugh Janus, turning 10. We'd mentioned... 
I'm sorry. What? What? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's one of those. It's one of those. Oh, I, I totally felt more, didn't I? <laughs> I think it was a trick. I think it was a trick. I think you're right. I think it was a trick, I man. I think you're right. <laughs> okay. Wait for it. I think you're right. I think it's one of those. Who asked for that shout out? Who I, asked for it? I, I'm going to go back it, and look. Was it you? <laughs> Who asked for it? I'll have to go back and look. Maybe it's legit and I have a sick mind, but that's the way it came across. Uh, hopefully there's not a 10-year-old really with that name out there who, uh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. I had to play that whole one out. It was a little long, but it was it was worth it in my opinion. It was, it was, it was hilarious. But that Hugh Janus. It was, <laughs> a, it was a quick catch. Hilarious. All right, this next that one. That was good. Uh, what do y'all what think about that one? Just, it was just flat out hilarious. All right, this one is called. Oh, I can't tell you what it's called, but this anchor is promoting uh, some kind of NASCAR thing. Sixty-four dollars. A professional instructor will take you for a three-hour heart-pounding lap ride. One hundred ninety. <laughs> a three-lap ride. Three-lap ride. Thank you. <laughs> Not a lap ride. <laughs> ah. Cringy. That one's cringy as all hell. Four hundred ninety. Cringy or awkward. Somewhere between I found that awkward. pretty awkward. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. the, the lady just straight up, like, just flat out has a Freudian slip there. And well, for me, it's ride. cringy because the, the the clip itself is just so rough. Yeah. But then, like, when you finally, when they do explain what happened, you kind of go, okay. <laughs> so, well, how yeah, about? I mean, I get awkward, but it was cringy in my mind. All right. Well, how about how about this one? This anchor is asking the weatherman whether it's going to be barbecue weather or not. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, this is an interesting one. And here we go. All right, Mike. So are we going to have some barbecue weather or... Uh... You're going to have some wet meat out there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, actually disgusting. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> just okay. the just it's wet. Oh, oh, that's gross. Please oh, put that thing that says hyperlocal <laughs> forecast now. <laughs> I'm going with awkward, but I I can see awkward too, but I'm going pure cringe on that one, mainly because you can tell that just by the some of the laughing, there's some interpersonal like sexual stuff going on yeah. in that studio between yes. some of those people. Just the the wet meat joke got over, but not in like the way that everyone was like laughing. Ha ha ha! You made a wet meat joke. It was more like ha ha ha! Somebody's fucking in the office. So, uh -huh. like, that's kind of what I got out of it. Well, here it, it did feel a little weird because they they all played into it more after, and you're like, oh, that was awkward. Well, they had to have tried. To and find then a the way dry meat joke, and those are my favorite days. Like <laughs> yeah. there's so many <laughs> weird, cringy oh. things going on with that. That's that's a good point. Well, how about this one? Uh, this is a reporter interviewing the owner of a burger joint. Well, the best part is, you know, the guy that comes in goes, oh, let me buy lunch today. You know, those guys actually, before I uh, replay this, I'm going to do this again. Uh, the uh, the the per the reporter is the woman in this uh, entire you know uh, thing, and that is kind of important clip. for for this clip. Yeah. So here we go. Well, the best part is, you know, the guy that comes in goes, oh, let me buy lunch today. You know, yeah. those guys. Yeah, are hey, those let me, let me 
you get right, it. Right, I got it. It's a two ninety nine burger. I'll buy lunch. Okay, well, I don't mean to interrupt, yeah. but there's, can I try one of these? Courtney, I would love to see my meat in your mouth. So I've got a burger ready to go <laughs> for you. First time I've heard that. I'm offended oh. by that. As a really? restaurant manager, I'm offended by that. You, you like, should be. There is no way. There is no way that homie did not know that he was about to say that I would enjoy my meat in your mouth. <laughs> oh, he planned on yeah. it. And as somebody who was yeah, watching, he knew on it, what he was doing. I watched the clip, and yeah. the reporter is not ugly. I'll tell you that she she is an attractive woman, oh, yeah. but it's like man, most reporters aren't. Well, but it was one of those moments of really why would you say that whenever you know you're being recorded like that's awful yeah. for like, me that's cringy yeah that that's was super cringy, cringy. but yeah, I a little see. cringe on that too i will i will go you jumped out for a second there chris but you're yeah, saying offensive. if if i if i was a restaurateur which i am i i manage a restaurant and i was being interviewed on tv i would know everything i was saying and special and so it's just like you you make us look bad there sir yeah <laughs> yeah and, and yeah, also 299 burgers makes you look cheap too so <laughs> yeah right 299 meat in your mouth is not worth it ladies oh. it's uh it's, it's human meat is what it is <laughs> do you think human soiling, meat would sell for a high price or a low price soiling green was people and that was like you know not like yeah. the, the 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 best food in that movie so yeah all right i've got uh i've got three four more for you if if you're okay with four uh, more okay yeah with uh, still doing yeah. this this one is an Let's anchor that can't handle an odorous story if it'll play well, more bodily functions in the news this morning. The next time you pass gas, make sure no police are around. A man in West Virginia faces assault charges after police say he passed gas and fantasy. The officer, I mean, don't laugh. Oh. <laughs> after the man was already arrested for DUI. According to police report, Jose Cruz, I can't even get through this. <laughs> he passed the gas so loudly, the officer said it was, quote, very odorous and created... <laughs> it created contact of an insulting or provoking nature. Mr. Anchorman. See, that wasn't even right. That was, to put that story in there was wrong. That was wrong, man. I didn't see it when I was looking through the script. He stuck that in there. Very odorous. Um, yeah, that's very awkward. I got a little bit of cringe in there, but the the awkwardness definitely came from the fact that if you listen to the very beginning of the clip like will i don't know if you can but can you get just the very first like 10 seconds and listen to her tone when she says another bodily function in the news it is yeah. it, it's yeah. telling of what the rest of it's going to be yeah I, I, let me yeah, pull, let it, me pull it, it back up uh, it loses its humor and you're like oh she's grossed out by this but then then she loses it and you're like uh this seems really forced y'all want to hear it like, again listen to her hear yeah listen to again. her when she says it well more bodily functions in the news this morning That's Next time the, you did you hear that sigh yeah she yeah. she doesn't like, go, want to talk right. about this anymore yeah, she's <sighs> exasperated is, already multiple times she's had fart stories in her fucking newscast <laughs> like, yeah. this is the last straw for karen like like she is tired of the fart stories and then homie had to like take up the fart story and like and he had to reset himself so you hear him 
come in and like try to save the day uh-huh. and yeah. and you know and talk kind of newsy but then he's got to stop himself and, and get even more newsy because you're like oh fuck this is serious <laughs> so, like, i still was, had to actually was, do my awkward. job it was a bad news story that should have never made the air yeah it shouldn't have all right this next one is uh anchor doesn't understand a specific word and by specific word i think you'll understand what that is it's time now for a full look at your forecast with Astrid. Maybe we can canoodle before you get into it about, um... We're not going to be canoodling. <laughs> what? Oh, I thought canoodle meant chat. <laughs> Astrid, you're lucky there's a producer in my ear. I would have I carried that on and on. You know what? You just oh made the boy. blooper reel. Good oh, job, Andrew. Class. Take it away. Get me off camera. Oh, this is too much fun. Can, oh, can no, we, it was not. That is three. That is three of them. That is cringy, hilarious, and yes. awkward. All rolled into one. Oh, I just amazing. got cringy. Cringy in the entire thing for me. The whole thing is terrible. Oh. All right, this next... Oh, sorry for that poor lady. Oh, yeah. He I tried to save it. Like, he... You know he does not know that, or he, or he did, that. You know he knows canoodling does not mean chat. He was just like, "Oh shit, no. I'm about to get hit no, with sexual no, harassment. No. How do I save this?" I thought canoodling meant chat, and it's like, no. was there was there two women in that clip? Uh, no, there was just, or just the one. one. It was just the one. But, okay, but the, also the whole okay. thing about getting me off, and then he had that pause, uh, get me off the oh. air. Oh, I'm sorry. Play that, play yeah, that let me go back. Let one me go, more time. Yeah, let me go back and find that again because, like, that is you want the whole thing or just the uh, that that ending part. I thought it was two women, so that throws my whole all right. I'll throw the thought I'll, process. I'll just play the whole on. thing all over again. It's time now for a full look at your forecast with Astrid. Maybe we can canoodle before you get into it. About um, we're not going to be canoodling. What? Oh, I thought canoodle meant chat. <laughs> Astrid, you're lucky there's a producer in my ear. I would have I would have carried that on and on. You know what? You just made the blooper reel. Good oh, job, Andrew. Class, class. Take it away. Get me off camera. Oh, this is too much fun. <laughs> Get me off uh, camera. <laughs> yeah, Get that dude has definitely camera. hit on her before. Like he he's yeah. made passes at her and she's not having it. That's cringy. Yeah, that definitely gets. I'm getting rid of the. No, no, it's all three because I laughed a lot about that. It is uh, funny, definitely, but it's, awkward. it's it should not be funny, but it is. I think I think overall cringe is definitely the winner on that though. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. totally. Yeah. <laughs> He's right, aware. Her a lot. I got two more guys. This one was submitted by my two friend more. Kevin Jessup. And so I'm going to go ahead and play it. Uh, Anchor has an awkward Freudian slip. Uh, and I think you're going to figure this one out pretty quick, too. Right after the break, we're going to interview Eric Weihenmayer, who climbed the highest mountain in the world, Mount Everest. But he's gay. I mean, he's gay. Excuse me. He's blind. So we'll hear about that coming okay. up. Okay, as we head to the break, I'll look for What? <laughs> How do you fuck that up? What? <laughs> How? <laughs> it's so... That's awful. It's but... so offensive, but it's hilarious. <laughs> It's hilarious how offensive that is because it's like, 
How did you Freudian slip blind with gay? Those are very different things. Twice, yes, twice also. Will, yes, sir. Play it again, and before you play it, you gotta listen to the way she says he's gay. Because she is like, really, like, leading that in like it's a really big shock factor like he's gay really oh i know. lock into the way she says he's gay all right i'll play the whole thing again one more time right after the break we're going to interview eric Weihenmayer, who climbed the highest mountain in the world mount everest but he's gay i mean he's gay excuse me he's blind so we'll hear about that it was like that was supposed to be part of the conversation or a part of the story and then it was cut but she knew about it. <laughs> she said yeah. it twice. He's she said gay. It twice. He's gay. He's gay. I mean, gay. he's blind. <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah, exactly. For a news story, for a news story on the behind the scenes here, we're getting people saying like that has nothing to do with the news story. So why would, you, would it come up? Exactly. That's it's a bad Freudian slip that makes no sense. But is he gay? Like, I want to know now. Well, Probably. He, there's no way to know at this point unless you go is. look it up. <laughs> All right. And I've got one last one. And uh, I mean, I have plenty yeah, of we others. Backtrackers. Yeah, we're we're way over time right now. But uh, I have plenty I'm of other crying, ones that we so can do later. This works. Roll this last one, and then let's let's see how. All right. Well, this oh. one is an anchor reads the teleprompter correctly, but too bad it has a wrong word in it. Check your panties. About 175,000 rice. <laughs> I think that was supposed to be pantries. <laughs> oh, no. I couldn't no. warn you before I saw it, and I couldn't warn you. Eric. Okay. <laughs> About Hilariously cringy. Rice and slow cookers are being recalled due to fire and electric shock hazards. I just can't help it, like, because even his even his producer is like, "I'm sorry, I couldn't warn you about the fact that this was wrong in the teleprompter." Yeah. Will one one last time, please, because. All right. I don't. I don't think we understand the impact of it until we realize it's about to start right off the back. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. One last time. Check your panties. About one hundred seventy-five thousand rice. I think that was supposed to be pantries. <laughs> I couldn't warn you before I saw it, and I couldn't warn you, Eric. I'm just about 175,000 rice and slow cookers are being recalled. All right, cut it, Will. Cut it, Will. That. Damn it. Who that's, put a question mark on the teleprompter? You know that Burgundy will read anything that's on there. That's oh essentially God, what it that was. Is like Ron. Yeah, Ron Burgundy, is... because he couldn't not say panties. Like, uh, he couldn't say it. Like, he could not say it. Like, that's. I think the teleprompter might be the most dangerous thing in live television is the teleprompter because how many times have we seen people reading it and it mess up and then just like completely lose the fact that they know how to speak you know like english becomes a third language to people whenever they read a teleprompter Maybe they even just a fourth. like uh, i don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh Lord, that was that was great Davis. that was i've got i've got that was i found a whole bunch of other ones bro like I mean, I've got another yeah. 10 that I could use later on. Like, this could be a, a, a straight-up segment that we could just do, and I can just find stupid shit like this <laughs> because it's everywhere. Are, are these videos? Well, uh, I'm, I'm taking are these the videos? audio from videos. 
But yeah, if we could ever show the videos yes, at some was, point, yeah, like I picked the ones that would be better just for audio. But there are some of these that are better for if you if you can actually see it. Because <laughs> please some- post them. That's what we'll do. That's what we'll do, guys. Uh, yeah. All you listening out there, if you want to watch these videos and watch a couple more that we didn't go over and have some fun with us, we'll post these on the boys' Facebook page. And, uh, you know, we'll do that. Uh, what else? We're going to post some more fun stuff, guys. We'll probably post some stuff on uh, our favorite director's cuts. We'll try to find that, see if we can think of our favorite director's cuts. And hopefully you guys interact on the boys' Facebook we would love to interact with you guys uh our buddy daniel Payne has interacted with us on the on the facebook page uh with a couple yeah, of things you, uh josh weir uh and we love all mm-hmm. the bands that have reached out to us we're gonna have some interviews also coming up here on the boys we're gonna interview people like connor runnels up there in illinois a band called arabella we'll have him uh tj zavala he runs a cbd shop and he's in a band called Ooh, is that in? That's not instinct. That is, uh, damn! I have to look at your band, TJ. I forgot what your band fucking is called. I I hate myself for that. But we'll also have the band Instinct on. We'll have uh, a Facic, which is uh, members of the band I used to be in, uh, for the Conformity and Basilisk. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan Baker and Sam Boatner. They have a new band, so we'll be playing them. We'll play some more September Moon. Uh, I- allergen drive we have so many bands that have sent us music to play and we have so many people that have wanted to come on our air jared adolph and his record palm meat records we'll be working with them like there is lots of people that have reached out continue to reach out we will put you on and we will have some fun with you on the boys podcast we love you guys uh thorny had you have a good time tonight oh yeah great great time Will, did you have a good time tonight? Of course, even though my segment went a little bit longer than it was supposed to, but I think we, we all, all died did. laughing. <laughs> we had some fun. I'm I'm in tears right now. Hopefully, we'll be able to drop those tears and uh, come back with you in a couple of weeks with some new t- topics and some new fun on a bull podcast. Uh, I love y'all. Have a good night. Be safe. See you. <laughs>